Well, today is Women's Day, um, International Women's Day. And this is the day that I really wanted to come up and share something deeply important with you. But I want to clarify where I do this from. And I think this is, this is particularly relevant. Um, when I say I am celebrating, I don't even say I'm celebrating. When I say I'm here to speak about Women's Day, yes, it is a celebration of the powerful women that I have had the pleasure of knowing. But it's a commemoration of our battles and the journeys that we have been going through. And that's what this conversation is about. Um, This day is particularly emotional for me. This day I have been feeling all the emotions and sensations just here in my chest and in my throat. And I've been feeling about to cry more than once because this is a difficult day here in Mexico. This is a particularly difficult day. If you don't know, so I am Mexican. I am from Mexico City, and in my country, 11 women die every day uh, due to uh, violence with torture, rape, and abuse involved. 11 women die every day in my country, um, also due to human trafficking, to sexual violence and sexual um, entitlement that men happen to have over women's bodies. So um, this includes women of all ages. This includes women that are not yet women, women that are just children in their very early ages. This is a difficult day in Mexico and in Latin America and in many of the countries that like mine suffer the daily uh, trauma of misogyny, patriarchy. This is a difficult day because we decide to raise our voices every year these days to go and protest for the lives and justice of these girls that are taken from us in a very early, unjustified and cruel way. And the response that we get is the hatred from the government and the response that we get is the hatred from social media that call us feminazis and that say that they hate us openly while everybody cheers on them. Yeah, because they shouldn't be protesting. There are ways to ask for things. A protest is not the, ways to, is not the way to ask for justice. All this way, they kill each other for a fucking soccer game. But no, lives of women shouldn't be demanded on a protest, right? That's not the way. Why 
Do we feel entitled to get angry when they are killing us, right? Why do we feel entitled to shout for justice when we are afraid of our lives, when we have been harassed every day of our freaking lives? How dare we demand justice? That's not the way. We should ask nicely. We should smile more. We sing for justice. We dance for justice. We pray for justice. We make no-show days asking for justice. And they don't listen to us. But oh, how dare we raise our voices? How dare we paint their walls and their monuments? That's not the way to ask for it. So, this is the day in which we go and protest patriarchy. We go and protest sexual abuse. We go and protest demanding justice, demanding to be able to live without fear. And what we get in response is more hatred and misogyny. This is a difficult day. This is a difficult day because it's a day of seeing many of my co-nationals being beaten in the streets by the police. This is the day in which then I see tweets and tweets and tweets and messages on Facebook of idiots saying, they got it coming. You should kill them all. They should be dead. They should be grateful. By, by, for what they have. Feminism is crap. Feminism has already served its function. What are they asking for? This is a difficult day. This and the next week in which we're going to see waves and waves of hatred directed towards women openly. Because that hatred happens every freaking day. And not only in my country, and listen to this well, not only in my country and not only in third world countries. This happens in your country too, just in a different way. Messages of, oh, feminazis, oh, feminists are uh, guilty of men being emasculated. Oh, it's because of feminists that we don't get to lay with as many women as we could. Those messages come from men in Canada, in the USA, in Great, in Great Britain, and in Europe, from everywhere. I've had men from um, highly developed countries contacting me, trying to work with me from a place of fucking misogyny, complaining about feminism, and also women complaining about feminism. When feminism for us is about life, or dead, they come and complain about feminism. I've had those. And okay, I get it. Women who complain about feminism that are from highly developed countries do that because they don't understand the pain and the blood that this fight means for us. So let me remind you, 
11 women die every day with violence, being tortured, dismembered, raped, and abused. Don't tell me that feminism has no place in our society anymore. And don't tell me that that's just murder, not feminicide. Because they are based on one thing. That's the one thing that makes them a feminicide. They hate us for being women and they kill us for being women. And that's not that different from the guy online that feels entitled to the time and the work and the attention of a woman on the other side of the world and, and sends her Venus pictures and sends her whatever amount of stupid messages from a place of entitlement to her time. But this is not a protest only. That is still an important part. This day, I'm coming here to share with you, with you all, not only with Latina women who share this pain and sorrow with me, but with all of you. Something that we all women have in common, which is the trauma that misogyny leaves on our bodies, on our skins, on our souls. How little we have to become as women to survive misogyny. And misogyny, which is hatred towards women. Doesn't just come from men. The worst part, the most painful part, the most dramatic part, it's that it's been so internalized, so normalized, so common that it comes from women towards women, from dear people that were supposed to protect us, like our families, towards women, from our own fathers, from, of course, our teachers, culture, spiritual teachers, gurus, coaches, comes everywhere. Co-workers, of course, whatever their gender. This kind of hatred, it's so normalized that we many times don't even know that it's there. We think that it's just normal behavior towards women. We we really need support recognizing that it's hatred towards women or entitlement over our bodies, times and labor, uh, which again comes from patriarchal culture and uh, which comes from an idea of seeing women as less than, less than anything, not just anybody, but less than anything else. Here in Mexico today, one of the, of the things that you might see written all day long is, we wish they took care of us the same way they take care of their fucking walls and monuments. Misogyny, 
makes women less than human. They make us feel less than and compete one with another and harm one another and hurt and hate one another and harm and hurt and hate our own selves. Because the most painful thing is when we realize that we start hating on our own selves first and foremost. So, noticing this fucking pattern and being the passionate me that I am. I've been working all this um, all this time on developing even before I knew that I was doing that. <laughs> My body of work, which it all makes sense when I, when I, I don't want to say channel, but yeah, when I channel its name, this is somatic feminism. All of a sudden, every battle, every concept, every idea that I stand for, that I care for, that I fight for makes sense under the umbrella of somatic feminism. There we have trauma healing and somatic awareness. There we have the sexual embodiment and healing through pleasure because yeah, sexuality is a deeply important aspect of feminism and it's a deeply important aspect of healing. And need to take a breath there because it feels so intense to speak these days. I just wish I could show you all the all the stories and all the the women that have suffered and that have gone through so much and that go to those protests today in order to find some comfort, some support to scream out loud the names of the dollars that they lost. And that's the thing that motivates this, this work. Patriarchy has kept us little, quiet, scared, and intimidated with their hatred and with their abuse for way too fucking long. And it has kidnapped pleasure healing movements, like the sacred sexuality movement, where we see women reproducing patriarchal belief systems that put women in a subsidiary position and put, and put men in a dominant position. Yeah. Well, at least I entered thinking that was an empowering um, environment, happened to be also contaminated by patriarchy and its beliefs because it benefits so many people. It benefits specifically white, cis, 
women that are living in highly developed countries or that move to lower income countries to re live as rich people with their patriarchal beliefs saying women should just submit to the will of men. Meanwhile, we are being murdered and we are living in fear. So somatic feminism, it's my response to this. Somatic feminism is my way of saying stop this shit and let's take back pleasure as an empowerment tool. Let's take back the connection to our bodies as a political movement in which we reclaim our right to be alive, our right to live in pleasure, our, our right to connect and to thrive to our true nature. Somatic feminism, it's a way of processing the trauma that is imprinted in the body of women because of this system that keeps us tiny and scared or fighting constantly in survival mode. That's traumatic. And we suffer the consequences of this trauma through our bodies. Systematic feminism is about dealing with this trauma fighting back this trauma, processing, digesting, alchemizing, healing this trauma to reclaim our space, to reclaim our bodies, to reclaim our lives and our right to thrive. I have so much to care about this. I, I know it's so important to keep talking about this and and I will um, but I will not just talk about this I have created a program to support women to digest this trauma I've created a program to be able to work through this in a container that it's safe and not just one talk here and one talk there, just to be followed by the next, uh, just surrender teacher or by the next. I mean, with all the respect, I know that there's people that is working with polarity that I really respect. And uh, when I'm complaining, I'm complaining from a place of heart, I'm hurting. I'm hurting because my people, it's hurting because women here are hurting every fucking day because those beliefs of women being less than and being subsidiant are killing women here in my country because I was a victim of misogyny as well. Uh, when I, when I started my spiritual journey, I was 12. And I was blessed with starting my teachings with a group of just women. 
black, powerful, courageous, fierce women. And some Mexicans as well. So I was blessed with that. And then things happened and I stopped being in that group and I started working in a more new age-like environment. And that's the first time that I heard the terms, women are magnetic and men are electric. Women desire and men do. Women attract and men direct. And, and I was like, so desperate, looking for guidance that I believed that fully. And what happened was that I entered in a in my relationship with that mentality, and that almost killed my soul. Not me, because gratefully my partner is a good man, which is something many victims of misogyny say all around the world. Yeah, he's a good man, but he was deeply misogynistic as well, deeply embedded with patriarchy. So I was lucky. Uh, the flavor of misogyny that my husband had was not violent. The flavor of internalized misogyny that I had acquired was still rebellious. And still it almost killed my soul. It almost killed my soul. There was... Too much poverty that could have been avoided had I stopped in my fire and in my, in quotations, electric force and made my dreams come true instead of waiting for my uh, guiding partner to take that lead, which was unfair to him as well, because that wasn't a fair deal for either. I suffered through a lot of internal realizations of how misogyny had kept me small, scared, and disempowered for almost 20 years. So forgive me if I say, yeah, those ideas are misogynistic. I lived through them and they were kicking my ass. They were not easy to, to live with. They are fun for the bedroom, I guess, for polarity, um, play, playing, role playing, but they are not fun to live by because they end up squeezing you down and draining your life force and feeling unsustainable for both people in the relationship. So seeing that sexuality has become this space of misogyny, regurgitated, I decided to make something different. I decided to create a space where actually we could live without those stereotypes of gender and stereotypes of, of submission and disempowerment. And I started creating something that would be just as fear as my soul. Ah, and with that, I'm going to leave you today just saying 
I will be talking more about this, about how this feels deeply disempowering in the bodies of women. How misogyny disempowers the bodies of women. How misogyny eats us up until we break or bend deeply. And how we can do something about it. Feminism is not just a thought or a polit political idea anymore. It can start with the body. It starts with the body. The greatest feminists have always gone back to the body. And that's where we're going to start working on. Thank you for listening to me. And I'm going to be seeing you soon.